Well, here's something that you didn't know. Two of those special atomic bombs haven't gone off. get back to that welcome everybody to fantasy te sixth episode lonnie and vital are back last week we had steve lamb and sean mullins filling in they did a great job not at fantasy necessarily but they did a great <laughs> job of filling in for uh these guys on the podcast but welcome back guys uh I missed you last week how was your week what were you guys doing last weekend anything spectacularly interesting mm, i got involved in a hit and run automobile accident did you guys see that on instagram okay no i I missed that yeah somebody like scraped the side of my car and then ran away shit that sucks man i'm sorry yeah it's all good i got a picture of the license plate oh okay oh yeah so you saw it that's that's (laughs) all no yeah i know i mean i was in my car like i was in the car at the waiting at the red light and some guy tried to like sneak in between two lanes and didn't have enough room Jesus. and scraped my car and then jumped the curb and did a U-turn and ran away. Oh. But I have a picture of him, like, jumping and leaving. What an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> did it Seriously. Look, did it look at all like Nico Bowling? Is that... No, <laughs> it looked a lot like Jay McCord. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> well, I have That's to... A, like, you're, you're not going to find him in Miami, then. <laughs> <laughs> he was, but if this is his past weekend, he was out of town because I was messaging right, back right, right. We both flew into Philly this weekend. He's um, got an alibi. Yeah, well, mm. allegedly. He put it on Facebook pretty ch- quick, I think. So uh, Right. <laughs> maybe that was part of the strategy. So, yeah, I went up to visit my cousins this weekend. Uh, my cousin Eric got married. And it's all the guys that in that league that I'm in up there. So we had some right. competition, competition committee meetings, and it was very – Congrats, cool. Eric. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's on his – he's actually, I think, in Tampa now on his honeymoon somewhere on Siesta Key or area or something like that. So, um, well – did Lonnie cut out on us? I'm here. I just got a, I got a phone call. Oh, okay. All right. Um, yeah, so anyway, that was a good – it was very productive. We got to talk with Commissioner Nardi. Probably going to have to have him on the podcast at some point. I might do a special episode with him, whatever. But, <clears throat> yeah, it was good. I beat the shit out of Eric. After his wedding, I beat the shit out of him in fantasy. I think I doubled him up in that week. So that was the one positive. Dude, Lamar, Lamar – this is why I'm feeling good about my fantasy football team this year. Lamar only scored 14 points. Rob Gronkowski got me zero, and I'm still in one. I'm still in one sixties. I know. I know. Fucking crushing it. What did you score last week? The points like, are- like 140, maybe like 130 high 130s, something like that. Yeah, that's pretty good. This week's totals jumped up. The what? Yeah. The totals this week jumped up, not just in yeah. this league, but other league too. I know. Cam is like, he's, oh, he's about to get 200. Yeah. yeah. He got three touchdowns from Tyler Higby, though. Like, you got to Right, right, right. That's not going to happen every week. I have Higby in my other league, too. I know Higby did well the first game, too. I yeah, yeah. Higby's a good play, but he's not going to always score 30. I mean. Yeah, like, neither is uh, Josh Allen. That's a fluke of the first two games because well, the Bills are crushing I, people. That Josh think, Allen thing, I don't think it's going to last. I think he's going to be good, but I don't think he's going to be that good. No, I, I think he'll know, be a man. 19. I'm a, I'm a big Josh Allen believer. I am too. I, I have, think he's going to yeah. be but putting up 30s. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. dude. Can we, well, add- okay. we haven't gone live yet, but it, this is already part of the podcast. So I'm going to go. We're going live on YouTube now. Okay. Uh, <laughs> 
But I was, I am recording. Uh, can somebody, I know someone's on a computer there. Can someone Google um, the Buffalo Bills receiving core, please? Yeah, I got it. What, their uh, point totals? No, I just want to know, like, who's the, who, who their receivers are. I know they have Stefan Diggs Stephon and John Diggs. Brown, but I'm not sure who else yeah. they have. Cole Beasley? Still? I think so, yeah. yeah. Cole Beasley, Stefan Diggs. Uh, it's not broken up by what? John Brown, who I played against in high school. Did you? Yeah. He must have been a nightmare in high school. Uh, he was kind of like Kenzie. underrated. He didn't go to a big college. He went, I think he went to like Pittsburgh State or something like that. Wow. Okay. Isaiah McKenzie and then Gabriel Davis were the only other. Wow. So, yeah, I guess they don't have – but Stefan Diggs, man. They have Andre Patrick. Roberts. No, John Brown's good. John is, Brown is good. he's been there a long time? Yeah. I think this is maybe his second or third year in Buffalo. He was with Arizona for a while, and they were, they were pretty good. Yeah. yeah he, but, yeah, they don't have anyone. I don't think Josh Allen keeps this up. I just don't. Tal, you're not sold? Yeah, I'm not sold. Not at all, man. I think these uh, the Bills kind of have these sparks in the season where they do really well, and then I hear everyone talk about them like they're a Super Bowl contender, and then they are, end up being the Bills by the end. And everything sure. – yeah, I don't – I don't think he keeps I mean, they're, 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 they're going to get knocked out in the first round of the playoffs if they make it, which they always do, you know? I don't think they'll make the playoffs. <laughs> Their division's pretty weak. I mean, the Patriots are doing well, oh, yeah, you know, the, which I knew they would. But yeah, the Patriots will yeah. still take over the division. The Dolphins aren't doing anything this season. I don't think Jets the are awful. Jets are a mess. And I would expect the Bills to split one with the Patriots. I think that's Maybe. reasonable. I think I think the Bills are going to compete for the division. I think their defense is actually what people aren't talking about that yes. is going to just get better throughout the year. I mean, they have always had a sleeper elite defense. Micah Hyde, Jadavius White, like they, they ball on defense. Yeah. I don't know if Lorenzo Alexander is still there or not, but not they, sure. have, uh, they, have, they have a great defense. They're, yeah. you know, I, I went to the Dolphins-Bills game last year, and uh, – you really get a different sense of, of players when you see them in person. I was pretty close to the field also. And Josh Allen, I mean, he's he, he's just a huge person with yeah. a mm-hmm. huge arm, but he's very athletic. He runs, he moves, he, like, stands up in the pocket and can move around and make big NFL throws. I'm a big Josh Allen fan. I am too. I think I drafted him in one of my leagues. I think he's great. I think he's. I think he actually reminds me a little bit of Cam Newton younger years uh, because he has that that elite running ability that people don't always realize. Um, mm-hmm. He gets a lot of rushing touchdowns for fantasy wise. A lot. He gets a lot of rush. I think he had he had a ton of rushing touchdowns last year. I forget what the number was. It was like eleven mm-hmm. or twelve rushing touchdowns. Um, he's not the most accurate, but he can make big throws down the field. Gigantic arm. Huge arm. Okay. Yeah. And if he's got guys now that he's got Stefan Diggs to stretch mm-hmm. the field. With, so you put a Stefan Diggs and a John Brown with an arm like that. He doesn't have to be that accurate because they can right. get two yards of separation a lot of the time. They're just those guys fly. Um, I, so I think that that receiver pairing is going to put is one of the reasons you're seeing him put up big numbers now this year and, and yeah he will probably plateau a little bit during the sure season. defenses will adjust yeah but because he can make the adjust he can make the adjustment with his legs as well so it's going to be tough to stop him i think he's going to be a pretty consistent quarterback this year for his and also players. as the bills get better 
you know, right now they have Frank Gore, who I'm, of course I'm a big Frank Gore fan, but you know, he's not a top 10 running back. You know, Gore's, uh, I thought Gore was in uh, New York. I think he's at the Jets now. The Jets. That's yeah. right. That's right. No, I'm they sorry. drafted Zach Moss, who's also a good, he, so they have two good pass catching backs as well. I think Devin Singletary is decent, uh, a decent mm-hmm. receiver. And I think Zach Moss, their new guy, is also a pretty good um, okay. pass catching back. So, and uh, the tight end is Dawson Knox. I don't know. He's not a starter yet, but he's probably worth being a backup in some deeper leagues. You know, he's, mm-hmm. He's a pretty athletic tight end. So I'm a believer. I'm not a believer that Cam Bertrand's team is going to score over 200 points every week like he did this week. But no, 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 no. That's bullshit. <laughs> um, so speaking of this week, we should probably round – we should start with the uh, the injury roundup. Um, well, I, I just wanted to ask one thing. Are you guys – like, is your guys' week done? Mine is Vital beat the shit out of me this week. Not, yeah, no, I saw that. It wasn't good. even that bad. Oh man, I'm I'm very upset about what happened this week. I um I'm up by I think I'm up ninety points on uh, on Jay Guy, You're but he has guy. three he has three players playing tonight. So, but what uh, you know, he's got huh? Dude, he left Kittle in, didn't he? Like Kittle's in, but he's got <laughs> Josh Jacobs. But it's funny, we both scored zero. Like I played Rob Gronkowski, who's Who's getting yeah. a, a real nice bus ticket to the fucking waiver to the waiver wire this week? <laughs> um, All these tight ends are balling out too. <laughs> and you guys, dude. I down. mean, there's so many of them that are like, like twenty plus. Yeah, I mean, like, Mike Kosicki. That's the real like story of the tight end week for me. He scored six points last week, and now he's at twenty mm-hmm. something. That's yeah, the problem. Dude. You you had him right, Nick. You dropped him. I dropped him. Yeah, I picked up Dallas Goddard, who I think is going to be better in the long run and more consistent. What's up with Zach Ertz? Is Zach Ertz hurt? No, but there's contract disputes apparently going on. Dude, uh, that's the that's another problem with tight ends that people don't really talk about is like just because your tight end is starting does not mean that the second tight end is gonna is gonna get more catches than the second tight end. You know, it doesn't mean anything. Like tight ends get rotated so much, dude. They'll probably it's, put their third tight end, in, and if he's good, they'll keep him out. For sure. Like Aaron Hernandez was the second tight end. You know what I'm saying? Like he wasn't ever, maybe he started one year or two, but he was not the first tight end option, you know, but he was, he balled, you know, they also were doing two tight end sets all like, like they were two and and three and three tight end sets. Yeah. Yeah. They were, they were running a two tight end offense all season just because they Mm -hmm. had those guys. Uh, So Tampa doing that. Yes. No. Yes, they are. I, I, I was watching the uh, the Saints Buccaneers game, and uh, OJ Howard and Rob Gronkowski were in on most snaps. Really? Okay. Yeah. I think that that's why I was pissed because I picked up Ron Gronkowski, but I forgot about OJ Howard, and I'm like, oh shit, he's gonna be the guy. I think in, in Tampa. big zero points out there. <laughs> yeah. But he also didn't do well this week either. But. It's going to be hard to pick with that offense because Brady throws to the open guy. You've also now Brady has real receivers, right? So he doesn't really need a tight end like he like he's relied on his entire career. Almost. Yeah, he's got a deep wide out, dude. Right. Mike Evans, like, Mike Evans was scary at the beginning for you, Nick. Like, I was worried. Yeah. Like, <laughs> starting out in the first quarter, it was like, whoa. You got lucky. You beat me by 20, less than 20 points. And I benched. I let you get in my head. Yeah, you did. Anyway. You did. Yeah. I started texting I was, him early in the morning, just like criticizing his roster. An asshole. You bet. I benched James Conner, but I was going to look at it anyway. And I was looking at Paris Campbell because he had a huge week last week. 
And I was considering putting him in anyway, because we do full PPR. And I was like, I kind of like Paris Campbell in that. And uh, that was kind of, that was. Remind me who Paris Campbell is. Where does he play? He's the number two receiver for the Colts. And okay. Okay. I thought they were going to have a good week this, this week. And he went out in the, with an injury in the first quarter. So had, my Colts defense Col- that I picked up real late on a whim has balled the first two weeks. I got, I think they had 17 points this week. The Colts yeah, themselves are playing really well. I picked up yeah. a, a lot of their rookie running backs and they're killing it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I have three running backs on my bench score 20 points that I need the towel and Paris Campbell is knocked out with one catch or half a catch. I don't even know. On Thursday yeah, night, I left Kareem Hunt on the bench and oh. he scored 24 Ooh. and, um, Ooh. what's his name? Uh, Nick Chubb bald. And I was like, Oh shit, I'm going to get, I'm going to get beat bad this week. But, <laughs> the fantasy guys are with me you know i'm still holding out i mean it's it's very unlikely that the three players that jay guy has playing tonight will all score 30 points but it's possible i, I guess i don't think it's very likely he's not even paying attention man he who he left kittle in this week like he i don't know right he has to get a hold of jay and find out if he's even still <laughs> in a busy week at the improv i think though right yeah, that's true that, that's a i guess that's a reasonable excuse but yeah, just basically tanking for Lonnie. That's bullshit. Oh, man. Well, you'll play him. <laughs> I know. I'll him. Him. Yeah, by then somebody will tell him about the waiver wire, though. Yeah, he'll be focused. Right. Yeah. No, I, I've, I've had a rough start. I, and I figured this out. So because we don't do point differential as our first tiebreaker, which most leagues do, these losses hurt even more because I only play Steve and Vital once this year. They're not – two of the team. I don't have a chance to redeem myself and even the tiebreaker or anything like that. So they both hold a tiebreaker over me now, which sucks. It's nice. Um, it's nice. I like that. Because I've scored a lot of points. My team, 0-2, I've scored a ton of points, but it really but doesn't matter that much for us. It's uh, points are second, though, right? Points are the second tiebreaker, yeah. Okay. But you, I, doesn't, you don't have to worry about that with my team. So Yeah. <laughs> and, and we're almost even in points. I think I'm only going to be about 10 points behind your team overall total for the first two weeks oh i thought it was points in that matchup it's points total that uh yeah. points in the matchup is a t- yeah we use decibel uh we use uh fractional scoring so like the likelihood that we have a tie in a matchup is pretty and i think it's bench points are the tiebreaker if we ever actually had the exact same score okay for the matchup but that's des- yeah when you're doing fractional scoring it probably happens one out of a million matchups every year or something like that. yeah sure. we do got we're like two digits deep right yeah we're like 0. 0.46 <laughs> yeah i think yeah i think we yes are. we're all the way down to the to the hundredth so it's not gonna happen really it's whoever scores the most um obviously the big news is all the injuries this week saquon done for the year uh christian mccaffrey christian mccaffrey is a two to six weeks and that hurts me because i'm zero and two with my mccaffrey team but I'm also getting Chris Godwin back. Chris Godwin coming back after one week of pro, uh, concussion protocol. That's the one positive probably from this whole – the only good news about a player coming back right now. Um, mm-hmm. McCaffrey, he said he's taking that as a challenge. And he's a freak athlete. He's saying two to, two to six weeks he's taking that as a challenge upon himself. So I think it's sure. closer to two than six, um, and I really need it. What happened? He tweaked his knee, right? High ankle sprain, which uh, – okay. They you never know. You know, it's funny, man. If any one of us had a high ankle sprain, we would be done for six months. Oh, like, yeah. we're not moving no. for six months. <laughs> These guys are going to be playing NFL football in three weeks, you know? 
I don't know. I get worried about high ankle sprains. I feel like they're always pre-ACL injuries. Like, whatever. Yeah. High ankles. I was like, come on. Who was that receiver? Who was that really good receiver from the Bears after after Brandon Marshall? Alshon Jeffrey? Alshon Jeffrey. So, Alshon Jeffrey hurt his groin. I think he tore his groin. And he was back in, like, six weeks. I had a buddy that tore his groin playing football in high school. He was he he was dealing with it for nine months. Yeah. Yeah, that seems normal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And there's different levels of tear, too. I mean, of course, of course. But it's, I'm just saying, like, the level of, like, athleticism and <laughs> yeah. preparation and, you know, yeah. the doctors that they have, the medical staff that they yeah, have. The treatment that they're getting is incredible. Yeah. But, yeah, their bodies are recovering at a much higher rate than ours were. Sure. There's <laughs> another injury that happened today that's interesting is also Cortland Sutton. I saw that. Um, I don't know how long he's out for, but it looks pretty oh, substantial. He's out for the season. That's he's out for the season. Yeah. So that means Jerry Judy's value just went up quite a bit. Yep. And Jerry Judy's sitting on my bench. Nice he and pretty. So, hey. but, Are you going to trade this season? Maybe. Know. Make me an <laughs> offer. I need a tight end. I know you've got uh, Travis Kelsey sitting there. Uh, no. <laughs> maybe, maybe Jerry Judy and a Kareem and a Kareem Hunt. We could talk about that actually. We'll we'll get offline. Jerry Judy, Kareem Hunt, and I'll throw one more in for you, and then I'll probably okay. give it to Kelsey. So I'm looking at teams like Sean's without who lost. He also lost Raheem Mostert, but I don't know for how long. That's another pretty big injury. Um, but they they haven't said he's still just questionable. But he left the game and didn't come back. So right. I was looking at Sean's team. He has Saquon and Raheem Mostert going down. Um, and I think he lost something else too. And I'm he got the the first pick bad luck. I know the curse. Of the first pick, yeah. <laughs> no, I I warned him though, man. Everyone warned him. That happened in some of my other league too. Everyone picking uh, Saquon first. Uh, yeah, it was it was a bad. It it just. But honestly, bad. I mean, most leagues are probably going through something similar right now with Christian McCaffrey and Saquon Barkley both being out. I mean, that's number one and two in most. I mean, in almost how many percentage league. of leagues? Yeah, you know. Yep, I think probably most leagues that's the case. Those are two big ones. There was a, there were a couple other. Oh, I'm still dealing with uh, Michael Thomas. Right, he's not yeah, playing. That hurt me. Yep. Like, oh, I he might be done for the season. Wasn't for that. My, wait, Michael Thomas might be done for the season. I don't. They're think saying. So. I, they? I think they're being like a little sheepish about it. They don't want to like admit anything, but they they're say saying he's not that back he's... this week, and no one's given a time. Really? Right. Mm-hmm. That was a high. They're being very, too. very cagey around his injury. Interesting. Um, Devonte Adams went out this week. Yeah, after. saw that. Yeah, hamstring injury. Those you never know. Of course, it happened the week after I played Steve, and he puts up forty-two on me. Sure. <laughs> um, so, so as far as like waivers uh, are concerned, a couple guys that are going to be out there, they're going to be a big deal. I think this week, especially depending on what Roheem Moster is like, what his timetable is, is Jarek McKinnon is available everywhere. It seems like. Like, unless you're in a super deep league. And he put up some points after – he put up some points last week even when they had the full complement of running backs. And I think Tevin Coleman might be banged up and nicked up a little bit too. He is. Yeah. So, Jarek McKinnon could be a real big pickup. That's probably somebody a lot of guys are going to target. Uh, the Giants are working out Devontae Freeman. I don't know how exciting that is, but he's a guy who could be on a team. I can't um, believe he's not on a <laughs> roster. 
Yeah, he did. He, he was coming back from an injury last year, and he started slow, but he did play pretty well throughout the course of the season. So I'm kind of, apparently he got an offer from Seattle, but it wasn't the offer he was looking for. And maybe just – That was a bad decision for him. I think he needs to be on a good team for him to do well. Like, sure. he, if he goes to, yeah. like, the uh, Giants with that offensive line, I don't think he's going to get it. I think he's still right, but now he's in a position where he probably has to act out of desperation instead of a place where he can like pick a Super Bowl contender. Yeah, but the Seahawks made him an offer. That's what I'm saying. Is like, and he turned it down, and now he's probably like looking for at scraps compared to like now that Seahawks deal is probably looking pretty good to him. I I don't know. I think it has more to do with him being the still being the guy. Like he, I think he wanted a position where uh, on a team where he could be the feature back. And sure. waiting for an injury is the best way to do that. When a team really needs you, then he can go in and, and step in and beat Right, that's a good point. Uh, whereas yeah. in Seattle, he's going to be buried on that depth chart, and they're going to have Rashad Penny back at some point this year, who was productive last year in a secondary role. So you think you think Devontae Freeman would get buried in the depth chart between under under Chris Carson and Rashad Penny, and also Carlos Hyde? That's I don't a, think so. I think the Seahawks lot. like to promote people, though. Like if you kill think, it, dude, they'll run you. Yes, that's true. They'll play the best back, but Chris Carson is just – he's been a monster for two years. Like, their offense runs through Chris Carson, more so even than Russell Wilson for the last two years. Russell makes it go, but they start with Chris Carson. and then I mean, the Seahawks won a Super Bowl running their offense through their running back. I exactly. mean, they're not a pass-first team no, ever. They're not. And, and Russell Wilson, you know, he's phenomenal, and he does really well with that setup, but that is their yeah. run-first – and then Russ makes huge plays as a secondary option. I mean, they won the Super Bowl. He was throwing, like, 17 passes a game. Yeah. He yeah. throws them deep, and he gets a lot of yardage. And oh, I mean, he's one of the best quarterbacks in NFL history. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. But yeah. he's not, like, the Seahawks have never used him as a 60-pass-a-game yeah. kind of quarterback, yeah. which yeah, I, I love. I think that's the way to do it. Right. So I think that has more to do. I think Carson's – production and just how much they like him and then the depth they had behind him already had more to do with Devontae Freeman turning down that deal than anything and now he can go to the Giants and be the guy and who knows you know if he's the guy there then maybe he can be the guy somewhere else next year I, I just think he wants yeah. to be the feature back at, and get feature it's back a good waiver him. pickup it's a good gamble for sure it might be uh it's something yeah it's definitely something if, if you had Saquon it's probably something you want to look at Wayne Gallman's the other guy I don't know who, but you don't know who's going to come out of that they'll probably split carries Drew Locke let's get to quarter Drew Locke is down for a while is a bad shoulder injury I think they said six to eight weeks maybe Ugh, yeah rough but Jake Driscoll played pretty well against that Steelers defense he mounted a little bit of a comeback but that's going to hurt uh a Jerry Judy value you know you combine are you talking about jeff driscoll from florida jeff driscoll? yes yeah really yeah he, he i did not know he was in the nfl yep he i believe that's who we're talking about he came he has the backup for drew lock in denver and he came in and he looked pretty decent against the steelers they didn't win but they made it a game um okay. but you got you lose Cortland sudden and you lose your starting quarterback yeah Jerry Judy might struggle, even though he's going to be the guy. Well, but that also that also increases his value, I would say too. Mm, I don't know. They're going to, he's going to see a lot of double coverage, and <laughs> you got a backup quarterback throwing into double coverage. That's not always the right. Don't they have another? They have another uh, receiver that's pretty good too. I think they've got a bunch of young guys. They're not. They don't have a whole lot of. Um, they've got talented wide receiver, but they don't have a lot of experience. 
Mm. And, and uh, Philip Lindsay is out as of right now still. So they're hurting. The, the Broncos are hurting. Melvin Gordon uh, came back, and he actually scored me about 18 points. Right. He actually had a couple nice – so they were using him as uh, run, running some routes, and he had some nice catches uh, from Driscoll. So he's going to be – his value is still rock solid and better than it was in the beginning of the year, I think, at least until um, Lindsey comes back. So uh, what else? Anything else that jumped out at you guys this week? Anything fantasy uh, worthy or just – Well, let's just talk about the Cowboys. Let's well, right. let's, shall we talk about the Cowboys? <laughs> I think we shall. I, I was ready to, like, text you guys and be like, is it too late to change our Super Bowl pick? <laughs> Yo, that Bro, was we were a good comeback. That game was embarrassed. I never gave up on him. I was watching I was watching Red Zone, but the whole time I was like, I'm not counting the Cowboys out of this one. Atlanta's defense is terrible. They're awful. Yeah. I was like, the Cowboys still have a shot at this. And they kept making plays the whole way. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if any team was going to blow a lead, it was going to be Atlanta. It was gonna sure. be Atlanta. I don't think anybody was surprised by that, really. I mean, it was exciting. Yeah. It was, don't get me wrong, it was the game of the week. It was so After the flat, they made a couple touchdowns in the fourth quarter, and they were still down, but you felt the momentum. Like, yes. They had it out. Oh, I think we were down. I think we were down two scores with, like, five or six minutes left in the game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then you guys, you guys saw the onside kick. I watched Yeah, that. that, that was Unbelievable. Close. Absolutely. <laughs> Just I, let it go. Everybody was com- – so I was watching with my cousins who played football, and they were – we were talking about the onside kick, and they were like that spinning motion on the ground. Those Falcons players knew that they were allowed to jump on it, but they were scared to jump on it because – Pops out. If you jump – yeah, it squirts right out the side. Like the way that he kicked it, stuck to the ground, spinning. Greg Zerline was – what a unbelievable pickup. in that game to close yeah. it out to do that kick i mean i've never seen anything like it but those falcons players were scared to jump on it because they knew as soon as they did cowboys were going to be in there trying to punch it out and it was going to be really hard to secure the ball in that kind of emotion so, so they just decided not to do anything <laughs> i don't think mm-hmm. they were planning on seeing that um i think so this brought up another interesting point and we don't have it as an option but i think we mentioned it preseason i really want to see onside kicks being a scorable thing for defense and special, special teams and defense that should have been worth five points at least for the cowboys defense special teams it's just one sure. of the hardest plays to make in the entire oh i mean it ne- almost never happens almost I mean, never. you yeah. might get one a year yeah i also think that we might start seeing that style of kick more often too sure because it's just going to be a it, it's good it's just going to make it interesting it's going to make it without the running start it's a way that could, you know, we'll see if teams figure it out, but it could make onside kicks interesting again if it is hard to cover up on that, which it obviously was. Right. Um, so, yeah, I, I, could, I want to see onside kicks be interesting again. I want it to be a, you know, it was like a 25% recovery rate at one point. And that was Oh, crazy. yeah. I mean, it used to yeah. be something you would actually try. Yeah. 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 Yeah, they still have to try it at the end, but you just right. assume it's not going to happen. And I know, but now they have to get creative and they have to like you know consult with soccer players and stuff like that. So <laughs> it's much different. Uh, but you know, now vibe. everyone's going to start doing that spinny leg. It, what, yeah. it's a copycat league. That's what everyone says. Like mm-hmm. the year everyone did the wildcat. Yeah. Yep. That and this is, I think, the innovation that we've been waiting to see for the onside kick because it's just been like a last year or two has just been terrible. Like nobody even cares. Nobody even watches. It almost never happens. So that's how you brought up the wildcat. The Falcons would have won that game. um, If Julio Jones didn't drop a 
pa- a wide open pass wide open. in the end zone. Can we talk about pass. how Julio Jones is probably washed? Like, I, he's been getting a lot of, like, I don't – a lot of people is his value, and especially in fantasy. But is he really producing? Especially with that new kid, Calvin um, – Calvin Ridley. Yeah. Julio's still not single coverable. And Calvin Ridley is the beneficiary of that. Exactly. Calvin Ridley is getting numbers because of a guy like yeah. like Julio. He's He wouldn't be doing that if he were the number one guy for sure. Also, Rick, where is Calvin Ridley from? Is he from Florida State or, or Alabama? He's in Alabama. Yeah, he's in Alabama court because they have two Alabama receivers. That's like, right. That was the big thing. It's like they got Julio and then they drafted another Alabama receiver 10 years later. Um, to get right. Rhythm. But one of, the, one of the big reasons I think you've seen is, is Julio's fantasy value drop, but their offense is also just explosive, is the third receiver, Russell Gage. And he's a guy yes. who's also available on waivers and um, in a lot of leagues. He got picked up by a few people last week, but he's available in a lot of leagues. And he's, a, I think, in that offense, as bad as their defense is, as much as they're going to throw it, as good as Matt Ryan still is at slinging the ball down the field, that's a three-wide receiver group that I think will all be productive. I think Russell Gage is going to be like the CeeDee Lamb for the Cowboys. And their tight end. They have a very good tight end this in, year, too. Um, in Hurst, right? Hurst. Yeah. Yeah, it's Hurst. Yeah, Hayden Hurst is definitely – I think all four of those guys are going to be productive in that offense. But that's why I think you're seeing Julio dip his value a little bit because they're going to spread it around. But just more spread, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, but I I don't think he's washed by any stretch. No, no, no. How old is he, though? Julio's been the number one wideout. People draft him a lot of times, and now I'm just like, I don't know if he's worth it anymore. He's not he, – he may not reach his ADP, but I don't know. I think he's still he, – he got him in the third, fourth round. He's, but he's part of that – he's part of a group receiving for it now, you know. And they're all going to get – they're all going to eat. They're all going to get yards, catches, and touchdowns. So, I would want any part of that, any, any one of those guys, I think it's good to have on your team. And mostly because they're going to be playing from behind or playing catch-up or just that's their game this year. They're going to have to put up 45 points to win. I think they were playing. They usually play from ahead. That's what happened to the Cowboys. <laughs> they yeah, look, they did, didn't do a lot of good. I mean, they couldn't. They couldn't keep it. They couldn't keep the lead. Um, I think. Uh, so did you guys watch the Thursday night game? We're going back a little bit further. Yeah. yeah. All I can think of it was a good one. It was like the the battle for Ohio was fun to watch. Yeah. Um, and all I could think of, you were talking about the Browns, you, you bench screen hunt. Man, if Baker Mayfield could hit a moving target, how good would they be? <laughs> their, their defense looks kind of scary. Two interceptions, right? I don't know. He just, he just didn't – he looked better in that game, but he's just not that accurate. And he's, I know he's athletic and he's a great leader and he's a whatever. But, man, like if he could put it on the guys or if he can learn to put it on the guys consistently – that's a team that could be scary. I know everybody's been saying mm-hmm. it for years, but they really kind of look like it. And more, more than any reason, just those running backs. <laughs> God. But also, they did that versus Cincinnati, so. Yeah, no, I know. <laughs> I mean, looking scary, it really depends on the team you're playing. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think they looked scary. I was saying if Baker could hit the broadside of a barn when he throws the ball, they would be scary. Like, he yeah. just Baker isn't he, – if he had – a moderate amount of accuracy, I think they would be terrifying. They wasted that draft pick, man. Like, they really did. Fuck that. They really did. They could have had a really solid QB besides Baker Mayfield. 
just like a real just West Coast QB. That's what they needed, and they would have been fine. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm not going to judge them too quick because it took Drew Brees a few years to get started, too, if you guys remember. Sure. Yeah, but I think he was also always more accurate than Baker. Definitely. Um, but he, Different but he, style of player. Yeah. yeah. But there are a bunch of QBs who, like, their first three years in the league, they were like, eh, they're okay. Like, Brees didn't start playing well until they drafted Rivers behind him. You know? Maybe but that's also, Baker's not even in that same kind of situation because they thrusted him into, like, this spotlight. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's not like he gets to be in the shadow. They made him the leader of this great, like, this team that's set up for victory. Right. Yeah. Boy. It's, I, this might be his make-or-break year. They, they've been talking about that. You've put all those weapons around him. If you can't win with those guys, and you got Miles Garrett on defense. I know he's one guy who's not the whole defense, but he makes plays. He, makes, he gets the ball back for you. I, um, I feel bad for Baker. He would have been better starting as a backup and coming up. Sure. Uh, Anybody would be. I mean, yeah. any player, for the most part, would be better play, being a backup for two or three years. Well, mm-hmm. but speaking of that, did you guys see um, – the Chargers game at all? Did you see Justin Herbert? Yeah. I told you guys about Justin me. Herbert, man. Because <laughs> I took yeah. Arizona's defense, too. I mean, uh, and, um, what's it called? Kansas City's defense. Because I thought for sure they weren't going to ball out. Uh, yeah, I thought they were going to make it a lot harder for him. I think they should have gone for it at the end. They had a chance to go for a touchdown or a first down, but like to try to go up instead of tie the game at the end and go to overtime. I don't think you want to go to overtime against the Chiefs. Like, I know normally you take the points. And that's they tied, the right? No, no. The Chiefs won. Uh, but they, they did? Yeah, but yeah. kicked like a 58-yarder to close them out in overtime. But Justin Herbert looked really good. Really just, good. Yeah. I think. I mean, I remember him. I, hear, I heard about him in camp that he was just blowing people away. Yep. So that might not be – yeah, you are saying it's better to sit – wait behind somebody, but he looks like he might be ready to start right away. Like he or come in sooner than later. But they, Oh, I mean, it's not, to me, it's not about being ready. I think most guys when they come in for the, you know, with the exception of a few are ready, quote unquote. But I think the, the, the knowledge base that you get of like being, having an NFL practice and coaching staff for a few years, getting used to the speed of the game and not having the pressure of like, okay, you've got two games to prove yourself. And then if you don't yeah. prove yourself, you're cut, you know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think it's, it, it benefits most of those guys. Every, every one of the guys that you see sit, it always benefits them for sure. Mm-hmm. But Herbert could be a player right now. I think he looked really good. Their offense looked better. And I think also just Tyrod Taylor. I, nobody's excited about a Tyrod Taylor-led offense. They might win some games, but he's Tyrod Taylor is just like a winner. You know, he's just like a yeah. hungry player, yeah. but he's not, it's not going to be pretty. Cole yeah, McCoy was like, is like that, too. Like throws. Like, <laughs> yeah, but he's, he's been replaced every – he got replaced by Josh Allen in Buffalo. He got replaced by Baker Mayfield in Cleveland. It's like the guy they bring in just to hold the – seat warm be a placeholder yeah 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 and and it might you might not be there very long but they said some weird chest injury i don't know he was he was like a last second scratch on that game um it was it was just it was so how long did they say give an out time no no because the injury happened or whatever happened it was like some kind of chest injury or chest pain that he started experiencing it because you yeah you're supposed to designate a guy in or out and he had no, no designation all week um and then right 
as they were warming up, I think he was suited up for the game and then they had to stay yeah. in the hospital. It was weird. Yeah, um, they said, uh, Justin Herbert said that he, that literally seconds before the game started, they came up to him and like, you're starting today. Yeah. And maybe that's why he did so well. He was just like, wasn't, he didn't have time to get nervous. Yeah, he, <laughs> he just came in there. He's like, oh, I'm playing the Chiefs. What the fuck? Let's beat him. And he almost did. Um, that was, yeah. That was they got really game. close, man. They were really that offense. Yep. They always have a really high-powered offense, though, man. Yeah. Is, is, it, who's the, is it a steady coach there? Anthony Lynn is their coach. He's been there for they a have a new. I think it's his first year coaching them this year. Is he? Mm-hmm. Pretty he quick. I, I think he's pretty pretty new. Maybe. Okay. I think I want to say at least a couple of years. Um, They've been doing very well the past couple of years. Yeah. They, well, they always start slow, and then they come on late and maybe almost make the playoffs, and sometimes just yeah. barely minutes it. <laughs> Get a couple games. Knock a few there. teams out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're always good for a little drama, that's for sure. Um, all right. So – Let's talk, let's talk scoring for our system. DraftKings we did last week. You guys killed me. Um, that was we, we played two games last week. Uh, we got right. both of the Monday – because there was two Monday nights. That's how you won, right? Uh, I think I won the second one. I, you yeah, won I the first one, right? By like point one or something? Right, and the last second, which didn't even make any that, sense. I don't even know. I understand how – you know what it was? They probably miscalculated a play earlier in the game, and then they figured out who it was. <laughs> Yeah, because I was, like, trying to do the math in my head, and it didn't seem right. Like, I was, like, counting up the numbers, and it didn't even seem like – No. It was a tenth of a point you beat me by. All right. So, if we're going to go – I think our season-long contest, we're going to do – we decided – or we were talking about it, but let's set this in stone since we're, we're going to get right into it week two here. Um, we're going to – I think we should do – do we agree on the henna tattoo? Is that something we're going to do? For the, the winner and the loser? This is for the, the worst uh, player in our fantasy league? Between the three of us. No, 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 no. We, have, we already have a, a penalty set for, our, for the, our big league. No, I'm talking about for the three of us on the podcast. We're going to do comp- competitions each week. So we're going to play draft kings against each other every week, and we're also going to pick the worst quarterback um, every week. And we're, I think we should so, so we're going to set up – we're Vital and I are already talking about a scoring system, a very simple point system where we keep track through the whole season. And then whoever gets in first gets should get to pick a henna tattoo for whoever comes in last. It's like to make it. it real interesting. You guys on board with that? Sure. All right. Um, stipulations. The henna tattoo should have to be in what month? Summer? Well, I would just Spring request break. not that it be anywhere that, like, I can't hide with clothing in case I have to go to work. It, I think, no, I think shoulder or lower back, probably, belly, <laughs> maybe. But, yeah, something that's covered with a T-shirt. Um, yeah. Uh, I think, yeah, we'll, we'll say for the waist up and coverable by a T-shirt. But you will have to display it at certain times during the course of whatever, like at least a couple of times, maybe once a week you have to go shirtless at somewhere public. <laughs> How long does a henna tattoo last? Six weeks. I think like six weeks. <laughs> six <Ooh>. weeks. Yep. <laughs> um, so I think, and also uh, a reasonable stipulation is Vital, you should, if, it's, if you're the loser, you should have to get a gold henna tattoo because right. <laughs> it will show up. Otherwise, it's not going to be fair. My black tattoos show up. Just <laughs> yeah, the gold will look so much better, though. I mean, I mean it's just fine, it fine. gold. <laughs> and I get the dark one, and it'll stick I'm out. not going to lose anyway. It's fine. 
<laughs> All right, so this is what we were talking about for scoring. So we're going to do two contests. Oh, uh, well, yeah, we'll, uh, I think we should do the Super Bowl picks as well. Should incorporate those scoring. So let's set all the scoring up right now. Um, but I think we should keep it simple. First place in DraftKings gets two points. Second place, one point. Last place, zero points for the week. And then same with the quarterback picks. Um, if you get the worst quarterback, you get two points. Second worst, one point. Your quarterback scores the most points, you get zero points. Sound fair? So each competition is worth the same amount of points. And if I set up DraftKings correctly this week, which is a big if, but if I did it right, then DraftKings will keep track of the total points scored for our entire season. And we can take this all the way through to the Super Bowl with DraftKings too, uh, which is that's it, that'll be more fun because we're not going to have actual fantasy to play at that point. We'll be doing just the daily fantasy stuff. So if I didn't screw that up, we could do an extra. How many points do you think for the most points scored total? It's not matchup wins. It's just total points for uh, DraftKings. What do we want to award that? Uh, I mean, we'll count it like you won a game, two like you points. won a week. Okay. Right? Yeah, that yeah. sounds good. Two extra points. All right. Yeah. Two point bonus. Put that down for most points. And Super Bowl picks. So uh, maybe it should be if you get each point, each team that you get correct. Like if you get both teams correct, you should get maybe I would say two points per team. Two points per team that get to the Super Bowl. And, and then if you pick the right winner, winner, maybe it should be five. It should be like five. Five, or five for the winner. Oh, that's what I was thinking too. Okay, that sounds good. All right, so a two-point bonus and then five-point bonus. Good. All right. Now, coincidentally, since we didn't do quarterbacks last week, um, I forget who we picked. Oh, I picked Tyrod Taylor, <laughs> which is we have to uh, – figure out how we're going to do this because Tyrod Taylor didn't score any points, but he didn't play in the game. So I think that's a disqualification if your quarterback doesn't play in the game. Um, so I say we only, we're only allowed to pick quarterbacks who are not pre have are projected to play. Right. So nobody with a de designation questionable, you can't pick those guys. And if your quarterback does go out with an injury, you know, just text me like a substitute or whatever before the game starts or something, just pick another quarterback. But I don't – we can't pick like – I'm going to pick Driscoll or Mullins this week who might play, but they might not play. You know what I mean? That Like, you can't pick a backup unless you know for sure they're supposed to play. Well, who else would play besides Driscoll? Uh, oh, no, Driscoll you can pick because Locke is designated out. Nick Mullins yes. you can't pick because we don't know about Jimmy G yet. If Jimmy G was already designated out – and Nick Mullins is projected to be the starter, fair game. Maybe we should say you can pick Nick Mullins, but if he doesn't play at all, you're disqualified. I mean, it's like fantasy football, exactly fantasy how fantasy football. football works. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. um, all right, so let's say you can pick any quarterback you want. You, you, could, pick, you could pick Marcus Mariota if you want. You could pick Brett Favre if you want. Sure. <laughs> but, yeah, how about we do it until game time if one of us texts you or text the group, we're like, oh, hey, um, we heard. Because if we're doing it based on, yeah, what's the time limit for our calls? Just when we do it on air? I was going to say let's, we have to pick them tonight for next week. Um, just yeah, but what if I hear in, in, in 30 minutes it's like a Tyrod Taylor thing and I text you, I'm like, yo, Nick. <laughs> I think that that's, that's, a, that's a gamble you got to take. You, gotta, you have to decide if it's worth the gamble, worth the risk. Because okay. we're, we're picking them a week in advance. 
So I think you have to make one pick on the podcast. You have to stick with that pick. And, and if it's a risk you're willing to take, like a Nick Mullins, who probably is going to play for Jimmy G, but we don't know yet, that's a risk you're willing to take. But they have to start the game in order to qualify for the worst quarterback of the week. If a guy goes out injured, but they start the game, I think they still qualify. Yeah. Right? Like, these guys get injured in games, shit happens. Yeah, because if you're injury prone, that's a reason to bet against you too. Right, exactly. All right, so all that being said, are, you, are we in agreement on the quarterback rules? Worst quarterback of the week, a.k.a. I'd rather have Kaepernick? Right. Um, all right, then, uh, so based on all this scoring system, everything that we just established, draft kings from week one, quarterbacks from week one, quarterbacks from week one, you guys, I don't think, I don't know if you listened to the last podcast when I had the other guys on, Mitch Trubisky balled out. Well, and two weeks in a row now, I don't know that Mitch is going to be – he might have just legitimately – we were all thinking Nick Foles had a bad camp. Mitch might have had a really good camp, it's looking like. Didn't he have a bad game this week, though? What did, nope. He didn't score a lot this week. Mm, I think he did pretty good. I don't know. No, I don't think so. The I'm Bears had like 10 points or something, right? Hang on. Let me see. Mitch Trubisky in – our. oh, yeah, he only scored 11 points. So he didn't do well this week. All right. So maybe yeah. that was an aberration. <laughs> who, who knows? Um, it's a one-game <laughs> aberration. That's it. <laughs> but that was Lonnie's pick. You got last place now, and obviously. Uh, Sam Darnold scored slightly more than Dwayne Haskins. Even though Dwayne Haskins got the week one win against Philadelphia, he scored shit for fantasy points. Um, and that just might be the Redskins' MO this year. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> do well in I fantasy points. How did Fitzpatrick points. do yesterday? I, who who did they play in? Did they win? I, I didn't even look. Who? Fitzpatrick? The Dolphins. The Dolphins? Uh, they lost against the Bills, but they played really decently. They lost by three, and Fitzpatrick, I think, got like 25, 26 points, something he like got that. 25 wow. in our league. Yeah, he got 25 points. All right. So, that being all that being said, after calculating all of the previous – this is just a happy coincidence – Right now, we're all tied at two apiece. <laughs> so <laughs> beginning of, or you know, going into week three of DraftKings, uh, we're tied two, two, and two. Uh, everybody has two points so far. So everything's completely fair and equal across the board going forward, and now we know our scoring system. You guys already did DraftKings for this week? Did you already pick your uh, – Okay. Yeah. Well, obviously yeah, just finished up. You did? All right, cool. So we'll, let's, uh, we're not going to tell our whole lineups, but you guys want to say who you got for your, um, for your captains? Yeah, sure. sure. All right, what do you got? I got to remember who I got. I got uh, Alvin Kamara. Me too. You guys both took Kamara. Interesting. All right. And I, we're using the honor system. I trust you guys. We're not going to change our lineups yeah. last second. I mean, this is pretty much set. I took – hang on, let me see. I don't remember who I took. I think I took I took a fun Breezy time. like Sunday morning. Derek Carr. Ooh, really? I took That's Derek crazy. Carr. <laughs> I know. Two interceptions. Here's why I took Derek Carr. I like their offense. I think they're going to be – it's probably going to be a shootout as often as with uh, New Orleans. And Josh Jacobs had such a monster week last week. I think they're going to be focused on him this week. Um, he also catches a lot of passes, though. So yeah. they're going to be focused on stopping him in the running game, which is going to open it up for the passing game for Derek He just Hart. has no receivers, but he's got who, Henry Ruggs, right? 
But he's that's about Bud, it. He's got Hunter Renfro. He's got Nelson Hunter Aguilar. Renfro. But he's got Josh Jacobs, and he's got Darren Waller. And I, I may have played Waller, but I'm not sure. But Darren Waller's like a – he's like a number one receiver. He was incredible last year. Um, and he, I think he's, he's, he was one of the highest drafted tight ends in the league this year. So, yeah, took a shot on Derek Carr. I think he might have a really big game tonight. And we'll see what happens. I don't even know if I – Let's see. Him. Yeah. All right. So, that one's going to be fun. Uh, bad quarterbacks. Let's do a bad quarterback picks. Of Josh, or sorry, Burrow. What's Burrow's first name? Javer. Joe, uh, Joe. Joe Burrow against the Eagles. Jimmy Garoppolo, maybe, or Nick Mullins against the Giants. Phillip Rivers against the Jets. Baker Mayfield against the Washington football team. Derek Carr against the Patriots. Now we're getting down to the dregs here. Dwayne Haskins against the Browns. Uh, Daniel Jones against the Niners, who also lost two players on defense. We didn't even talk about that. Their defense is going to take a hit. Nick Bosa's out for the season. Uh, one of their other defensive ends took a hit. But I did hear that they signed Ziggy Ansa. Um, so they're going to try to patch that hole up. So, yeah, Daniel Jones against the Niners. Kirk Cousins has looked not great, and he's playing against the Titans defense. Didn't he just get a huge contract, too? Yes. (laughs) He started slow last year, though, and they finished pretty strong. But he also had Stephon Diggs. And he's bringing along a rookie receiver, Justin Jefferson, who should just get better. Um, So I'm not going to write him off totally for the season yet, but Titans defense is mean. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater against the Chargers D minus Christian McCaffrey. That could be a factor. One way or the other, though, I don't know. Their receivers have been looking pretty good, and he might just throw it a lot. Fitzmagic against the Jags. The Denver quarterback, Driscoll, we assume it's going to be against the Bucks. That could be tough. Sam Darnold against the Colts. That's going to be a bloodbath. <laughs> And I think that wraps up the starting quarterbacks for us. So Okay. Uh, let's so go I, think, with, I think I have my pick. Well, hold on a second. To be fair about this, I think we should go with who got – worst should get to pick first. That was me. I was so the worst. Was, yes, you were the worst. But we got to agree on that too for the rest of the season as well. Yeah? Sure. Okay. So, Lonnie, because you did not get any points last time, who you got? Kirk Cousins. Cousins against – who were they against? Oh, the Titans. Titans. All right, Lonnie's going Cousins. That's a pretty – it's bold, but I actually think it's a pretty good pick. Vital, you got second in the QB. Um, I think I'm going to go with uh, – what's that, Broncos? Jeff uh, yeah, Driscoll. Driscoll? Yeah. You're going to take Driscoll? I think, yeah, I think he had a good start week, but I don't know. Driscoll's against the – what did I say? They're going to be up against the Bucs. Yep. The Bucs defense is looking good. All right. Well, you guys left him for me. I'm going to take Sam Darnold against the Colts defense. I just didn't want to take Darnold again since I picked him last week. You know, it's it's too easy. (laughs) I mean, if you're going to leave him – yeah, I mean, it is. But also, the Colts defense is tough. Like, if you're going to be Darnold against Atlanta, I probably would have picked somebody else. You know, the Colts have a good defense. 
Darnold is dog shit. All right, uh, let me get this down real quick. Driscoll, Patel, I got Darnold. All right. Watch, Kirk Cousins is going to have the game of his life. (laughs) (laughs) He already had the game of his life. He had the game of his life against the New Orleans Saints in the playoffs and he hit Stephon Diggs for a walk-off touchdown. That was a game of his life. I don't think it's ever going to get contract. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I don't. Did he get a contract this year, or he got? I think it was last year. He got an extension last year, and he or, really shit the bed. <laughs> it was it was right after that, but it was after that big play. It's like you put you put a team on the map. If they start naming a play after a city that you made, like you're gonna get some money. Right. <laughs> Minneapolis miracles will always be remembered. All right. So, what you guys got tonight's game? Just in general, what do you like? And what do you need? Saints. Do you need anything? Do you need anything? You need – you said you could still potentially lose, right, Lonnie? I mean, yeah. Jay Guy needs to score 90 points about. Um, and he's got – I think he has t- possibly three, maybe maybe two uh, player slots left. But he has Josh Jacobs. You know, he could drop a 40-burger a 40 on me real easy. Okay, yep. All right. Um, Does he have a quarterback playing tonight? No. No, no quarterbacks. Yeah, you're probably. In. Uh, no, I don't think so. I don't know if one of you guys could look it up. That would be great. I don't. I have. You know, I'm on my phone here, but yeah. let me see. Uh, I'll look. Oh, I got our league open. Oh, okay. Let me see. What we got. Pretty sure it's Josh Jacobs. Jacobs, Sanders, and Will Lutz. He needs Will Lutz to kick forty. <laughs> Will Lutz to get thirty points, yeah, right? I think it could happen. happen. It could happen. We do have we have long kick bonuses. So if he if he kicks. 860 yarders, you'd be in trouble, maybe. Um, that could be well, – that's a real possibility. Vital, we already covered this. You have wrapped it up. We're, we're already done. We don't even have any players tonight, which is – it's all yeah. Neither of you do? No, we're done. No. That's unusual. It is. We were done pretty early, I feel like, in our thing. Right? Yeah. We had a lot I, of early games. I think almost – maybe all of my players played at 1 o'clock this week. Yeah, um, I, I knew your score by the end. By yeah. the beginning of the afternoon games, I was yeah. like, yeah. Yeah, and I didn't have a bad score. Like it was ours yeah. was close until the very. You needed Russell Wilson to have a monster. Well, you needed him. Well, I knew he would have anything twenty plus. I knew yeah. I was winning, and but Russell was Wilson always gives you that. You didn't win until the third quarter last night. It kept me glued to the. Team. I was fine. I wasn't bothered. I knew he was gonna do it, even if it, like if <laughs> you're down in the fourth quarter, all he's gonna do is throw. I'm only gonna get points. Like. <laughs> That was a fun game, though, last night, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Was, very, very night. fun game. That was, that was a great game. And it was everything I hoped for and expected it to be. It was. I, Didn't uh, the year that the Panthers go to the Super Bowl, they beat Seattle in the, in, the cha- in the conference championship, right? Yep. And I think they lost to them in the regular season, but it was close. That might have been, been the one loss that they had because they went 15-1. and 15-1. and one. And I think they might have lost to, to Seattle – I'm not sure about that. Maybe Dude, that, that was the, the maddest Super Bowl of my life. I was so pissed. Okay. Yeah. I think the, the Super Bowl I was most upset about, it wasn't even the, the undefeated Patriots, which I feel like I shouldn't even admit that. I love was, that season. That was my favorite. Uh, the worst. Yeah, the Giants beat the Cowboys to get to the Super Bowl that year. I know. That wasn't even the worst one. The, the Super Bowl that I was the most depressed after, and I was depressed as fuck after that Super Bowl, was when the Cardinals lost to the Steelers. Oh, that was so fucking rough. 
I still feel that. Like, I still feel the pain from that. Dude, San Antonio Holmes, that catch. Oh, my God. And if Larry Fitzgerald wouldn't, wouldn't have scored, they would have won the game. Right. I know, there's so many things that had to happen. Uh, James Harrison's 99-yard so touchdown with zero time on the clock at the end of the half. They would have been up by three touchdowns, I think, if they had scored that going into halftime. Like, I felt like the Cardinals were the superior team. And they were so bad for so long. Yeah. And I love – Kurt Warner Kurt getting Warner. another one. Larry Fitzgerald being a yeah. Super Bowl champion. Yeah, yeah. Just – That would have been nice. Yeah. Yeah. And now he's still playing. He would have retired if he had won that by now. Oh, sure. Right now, probably, maybe. I don't know. He's one of those guys, though. He, he might just play till they kick him out of the league. But, yeah, that one hurt more than the Patriots undefeated. It's just weird to admit, but it just did. I was depressed for weeks. <laughs> All right, enough of that nonsense. You guys ready for some football tonight? I'm yeah. very ready. Even though I have no chance, no no stake in the game other than DraftKings, I'm going to watch my DraftKings picks against you guys because uh, now we got some real shit to play for. Uh, so winner also gets to choose the tattoo. We'll decide what size it, it is allowed. It's probably something like my hat emblem here, you know, something that like seems fair. about that size. Yeah. I don't know if we're it's a spring break tattoo size. It's a spring. I think we should pick a spring break time that it has to happen. And I don't know if we have to put any stipulations on what it can or can't be. Probably nothing. Hmm. Well, well, let's say the other person who's not involved has to approve it. How about that? The second okay. place person has a neutral, to be. A neutral party. No, yes. That seems fair. Well, As a veto. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We can't do anything too, too bad. <laughs> Uh, I think it's going to be fun. I'm sure whatever, whatever, whatever it is, it's going to be good. I'm excited about it. All right. Uh, thanks again, guys. I will see you uh, sometime. Maybe I'll see you this week. I don't know. You guys doing comedy shows at all? You got anything coming up? Uh, I think I got a C and I Wednesday. Yeah. Or what, whatever it's called now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm doing C and I Wednesday too. I think I'm on at 9:30. Um, what about you, Lonnie? You doing anything? Not yet. I might do shipwreckers on Sunday though. Okay. Cool. I'm probably going to do that one as well. Yeah. All right. And then I got you guys. Oh, do you guys want to go to the ring?